MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Con Racing. Welcome back in to Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. It's nice to be back in Welcome the back, studio. Um, here in the decent studios at the South Point Hotel Casino. I've, I've been out of here for like four weeks. I did a remote. We were off for two weeks for the Olympics, and I was enjoying a little vacation last week. You were sleeping when the show started, I heard, last week. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's great, to be, uh, great to be back in here and talking a little racing. Listen, back in the day, we had Des, you know, with the, the loud scream of 90. And now we have we have we have I th- I want, I'm going to say Brit just because I think that's what it is. Sound like he's a Surrey Brit back there giving us the yells and and I didn't hear it last week. I didn't hear it. So that was my. You missed the embarrassing part of me starting the show, looking down, doing the computer, and having Ann to yell Brendan and start. Well, but we had my man Vinny. Well, Vinny was here. I appreciate Vinny filling in for me last week. One guy who was not asleep at the switch last week was Kyle Larson. No. Again, uh, Watkins Glen. Uh, it's going to be two. Uh, it's going to be back-to-back road course races well, coming up. But you did some research on that too. We did do some research. So we <laughs> raced us, Watkins hey, Glen last week. This was not week, easy research. It took us time to do. And this. we're going to have the first race ever for the Cup Series on the road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway this weekend. So this is the first time in NASCAR history. That they have raced on road courses asterisk, on back-to-back asterisk, weekends. There you go. Asterisks, because we were told that it was the it's we were the told it's not time. the first time they did back-to-back races. Correct. The first time in 1957 was actually December 56 to February 57. There was no race in there. Then in 57 they ran a doubleheader, two road course races in the same day. I have no idea where that was or why they did that. And then the other one was 1963, November 3rd, 1963, which was part of the 1964 season. It was the end of the 63 season. 63 season and then on November the 17th 
for 1963 began the 1964 season. So, so listen, we, we Jeff and I were, were having a, quite a chuckle because we were told these back-to-back races happened in 63, and we're like, we're looking there. It does not happen. Well, they started the back. Those are the days, Jeff, of 90 cup races a yeah. year. 55, and, actually, in 63. Yeah. I did And so that. the last race of the 63 season was November. The first race of the 64 season was de- no, December of 63 and it was it, we it had us all confused and, so. and if we haven't thoroughly confused <laughs> we confuse those ourselves. of you who are listening or watching us um we've tried to straighten it out but anyway first time back-to-back race weekends have had road course races so that part we know is true but let's talk about Watkins Glen a little bit before we uh we move on and start talking about Indianapolis um not a shock that Kyle Larson wins I mean anytime Kyle Larson wins it's not a shock um little surprising that the Chase Elliott team first off the team made a mistake before the race and then Chase made a mistake during the race well look the the first thing you started with I mean and, and look this affects betters when you talk about it I mean that's you know that's that's the the fun part of what we do is all these things affect us in betting and they got penalized. They, them, and what was the other one? Uh, Christopher Bell. Bell. They both got sent to the back of the pack right before the start of the race. They were, and, and that really had virtually no effect on them. I mean, Christopher Bell was running second, and he gets into a tangle with Kyle Larson. I thought it would do a little bit more for Bell and a little less for Elliot because of how good Elliot is. But looking at the race, it didn't hurt either of them. And then I, I kind of said, you know, why? Why would they mess with the rear fin? Across, I'm like, what? what it, it, it's Watkins Glen. Who cares? Well, I mean, look, you know, I mean, sometimes in racing, let's just say we take shots across push, the bow, try to push the envelope a yeah, little bit. You got to take a shot to see what happens later, and that was. But, but Chase Elliott overcame that, and yeah. then he flat spotted his tires on a pit stop, so he has to in. come back in the pit. So now he's gone to the rear again with a lot fewer laps left, and he yeah. was he was catching Kyle Larson no, at a second coming. a lap, it was, but he ran out of laps. It was a great race. I mean, if you got to watch the race, if you if you were watching it, yes, the chalk won. I mean, we had Kyle and Chase up front. You had Martin Truex in third. The chalk was there, but it was an entertaining race to watch. Um, watching Brad Keselowski just himself driving was entertaining for uh, uh, for everyone except for Brad Keselowski and his teammate Joey Logano. <laughs> Dude, I was so bummed. I had Joey Logano in my deal. Joey, the only guy with all top fives on road courses this year. I'm like Joey on my fantasy show. I'm like Joey, Joey, Joey. And I watched I watched Brad lock him up again. Who was who was two spots behind Joey and just and sl- still managed to come through and launched take him right out through it. Tor- and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I am a schlep rock. The other schlep rock I've been to his poor Daniel Suarez. I am not I'm going to say Daniel Suarez is not going to do well this weekend just so I can get him to do well. Well, Daniel Suarez has certainly had an issue shifting <sighs> gears uh, on these shifting, road courses, shifting I guess. Gears. Well, let's shift gears. That's what it is. I All mean, right. I don't know any other way to say it. So, Jeff Motley, Brendan Gone, we're here on Gone Racing, uh, wrapping up the race at Watkins Glen. Uh, we mentioned Christopher Bell earlier. Another guy had an amazing run going, and uh, he and Kyle Larson tangled. He was running second to Martin Truex Jr. at the time. And I think it's really starting to show. I mean, he has that win on the road course at Daytona, the way he ran at Watkins Glen. I think Christopher Bell's a guy that you got to actually look out for a little bit this weekend at Indianapolis. So is he a guy that's starting to develop into one of the better road course racers out there? Uh, you know, I think it came out of nowhere, kind of came out of left field. But, yes, you got to definitely pay attention to Seabell um, on these things. You know, with, with you, you look at the final finish and it says seventh. Okay. But that seventh-place finish, you know, follows up a leading the race. And it was a racing deal to me. It was a racing deal what happened with him and, and Kyle Larson. But you got to look at that. I mean, he was second in stage two, was leading the race when he got spun and then, then kept going and finished seventh. I think you definitely got to keep him in your conversation now 
Well, and let's talk about that real quick, about the Larson-Christopher Bell incident. Now, I'm with you. It's a racing incident. There's been much made this week about the fact that Christopher Bell has not returned Larson's phone call. Do you think Christopher Bell will try to get him back? Because he's obviously still very upset about it. And these are two guys. How many races have they run together, counting all the sprint car races and outlaws and all this other stuff? Listen, if If you're Larson, are you worried? No. If I'm Larson, if he puts it, if he even comes close to, if he cut, look, I don't owe him one. That was a racing thing. That wasn't a, hey, hey, I went into a corner, I locked up a break, I got a little deal. Chris didn't give you. Chris could have also given a little more room and not got hit and not spun and come out racing down to turn two for a second. To me, that's that was a racing deal. Kyle overcooked it. You think maybe Kyle, you know, Kyle owes you one. Maybe Kyle gives you a pass back easy in the race. You call it even. But if he lays a bumper, if I'm Kyle Larson, I tell you, I give you a real reason to hate me. Or I just do what I like I to do, believe, after the race. I got to believe those two guys go back far enough. They'll figure it out before this weekend. I can't believe talk to them. What a, what, a, what a whiny little deal. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh-huh. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, who were their winners and losers last week. Uh, Kyle Larson came in at a plus 450 to win the race and a plus 125 for a top three. Chase Elliott was minus 250 for a top three. He was clearly the favorite. He got, he got in there at second place. And Martin Truex Jr., plus 160. Not a lot to be won there. Uh, I think William Byron finishing sixth. Uh, Chase Briscoe, who I think is a very underrated road racer, uh, coming in there ninth. A couple of the highlights. Because William Byron, he's, he, he's been solid all year, but the road courses haven't course been quite as good day. as where he's been no. on other racetracks. Tyler so. Reddick, though, doing what he needs to do for the playoffs, but also another strong run for the RCR cars. And Kevin Harvick, another strong Once again, kill for the slump of Kevin Harvick. Finishing eighth. You say, oh, my God, that's awful. Kevin Harvick isn't winning races. But, you know, it's still a great run. They're still sitting there strong, solid in the points. They're not in danger yet unless you get two winners the next two weeks. Uh, You know, if I'm Harvick, I'm just trying to keep these points going and try to figure out what to do. We have seen the Fords better in the 550 package. This is 750 again this weekend. Only Ford in the top ten. Kevin Harvick, or sorry, Kevin and Chase, two Fords top ten, but seventh and er, eighth and ninth. Pretty far back there. And I think going into this race this weekend, the guy, if I'm Kevin Harvick, that I'm probably nervous about is my own teammate, Chase Chase Briscoe. Briscoe. Because he won the Xfinity race there last year, and he was really, really good in doing it. And I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a factor this week. All right. Absolutely. Let's look at the uh, the other winners in our groups from last week. Uh, mentioned Kyle Larson winning the race. He was a plus 305 in Group A. Our Group B winner was Denny Hamlin. He was plus 235. Uh, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch again. Kurt Busch is a group winning dude. Kurt Busch winning uh, Group C there at plus 260. Kevin Harvick won Group D at plus 235. Eric Almarola winning Group E. That's uh, that was, that pretty was solid. Let me tell you him. That I had Daniel Suarez. That pissed me off so bad that Daniel screwed up again because I, I was I and and the fact that Eric Almarola won, way to go, Eric. I'm proud of you. I just I had to finish sixteenth to win it. It wasn't like he had to beat Chris Boucher by one spot. But and it, was, and it was a plus three hundred. And then Austin Dillon, a guy who seems every I, week to be running a little bit better on road courses, got a he was a plus two fifty yep. to win over in group F. So those were your group winners. Uh we had uh only what, one favorite? Austin Dillon was the only favorite yep. to win. Yep. How about that? That's pretty good. And now, AD was the favorite in Group F, but on a road course, eh, sorry, Austin, it's kind of where yep. – take, take that favorite in Group F and be, be happy yep. and keep doing well. All right, so we talked just a little bit about points. Let's talk about our point standings, where we are. We only have three races left. Uh, so you're pretty much feeling like if you're Denny Hamlin, even if you don't win the regular season title, which now Kyle Larson has caught him and tied. tied him for the They're regular tied. season. Tied. Uh, tied at 917 points. That's amazing. I think if you're Denny Hamlin, you're feeling pretty good. 
I don't think you're not you're, you're quite as nervous. If obviously we've got this battle going on between Reddick and Dylan teammates, and I don't think there's any question that. The, no one else is going to point their way in. Listen, Riff, if I'm Reddick, I might have a food taster right now. I mean, you got Austin Dillon, you know, uh, Richard Childress's grandson is 15 points behind you. Yeah, you know, that's that's a tough one. Poor RCR. What a tough position to be in. That And, and look, neither of them are still safe. Uh, Chase Briscoe wins this week, or we get an upset winner at Daytona. At Daytona. And, and your crapshoot. There you go. We got you go. one already. One already. <laughs> uh, mark it down, Ann. Uh, so... I just I think that Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon still need to be very nervous. Tyler Reddick has been running well enough on road courses to at least be a threat. I wouldn't say win, but at least he's going to outpoint Austin this weekend most likely. And then you go into the next race, which is Michigan. Okay. I'm not expecting an upset no. winner at Michigan. I but didn't to, think Eric Almarola was going sure. to win in New Hampshire either. But so. go to Daytona. Both RCR cars are a threat to win Daytona. Chris Boucher is a threat to win Daytona. Bubba, Matty Diesel, Bubba, Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace Matt a threat DiBenedetto, to win Daytona. All Ricky guys. Stenhouse Jr. is a threat to win Daytona. So every one of those guys that you Ross see Chastain can win at Daytona. I mean, every single one of those guys is a threat to win Daytona. So Daytona is going to be a heck of a nail biter for these guys trying to make this playoff. Yeah, I think that's what's going to be kind of interesting. I, I think the race probably that that if you're Kevin Harvick, you hold your breath on is this week. Yep. Because as long as you don't get a Chase Briscoe, for example, winning this race, or and if it's going to be an upset, you want it to be Austin Cindric, since he's ineligible, you know, <laughs> uh, or AJ Allmendinger, AJ Allmendinger, you know, or someone like that. That's who he's going to want to win because Kevin Harvick is not out of the woods yet. And and the other thing I want to point out about Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, the two guys who I think most people went into the season maybe saying they were the two favorites to win, or at least along with Chase Elliott were the favorites. Uh, Brennan, what are they going to be missing when the playoffs start? Playoff points. points. They, Zero. They are not getting many. Now, they might have a couple playoff points from a few stage wins, but with no yes. race wins Shouldn't and only that. a handful of stage wins, uh, you know, they're going to be starting the playoffs behind Kurt Busch, behind Eric Almarola. They're going to – look, uh, it, we've seen it in the past. Kevin Harvick had – you know, last year missed the, the Final Four – by one point because he didn't have enough playoff points. You know, one more stage win, one more race win, two more stage win, you know, makes a big difference now. So it's going to be hard. But right now, the first fight we got is those guys you saw at the bottom of the screen earlier, which is these last three races are a dogfight, and there's two wild cards in it, the road course at Indy and the, the Daytona race. You also, kind of cool, though, I mentioned a second ago that as we look at the next five races, that Michigan race in the middle, that's a 550 package race. That's going to be the, the, the high downforce, low motor race. So the Fords have done better in those races. That could be interesting to see what happens in Michigan. Can the Fords run well again? And can you get a Chase Briscoe there or a Kevin Harvick to get his win there? Or can you get somebody random to get that? So, well, and you've got to figure Kevin Harvick's got Michigan circled on his calendar. Absolutely. I mean, that's got to be one that he's pointing to. All right, we're talking about the championship standings. Let's take a quick look at where our odds are right now. I don't think it's any big surprise that Kyle Larson is the current favorite at plus 250. In fact, I think it would be actually worth putting your money down on Kyle Larson right now still at plus 250. I think there's Listen, a little bit Chase of a Chase Elliott's plus 500. I mean, that's... That's that's actually, you know, it's still a plus 500 championship odd. We talked about it last week with Vinny that, you know, these odds, we talk about futures all the time, Jay. We've talked about futures since the very first show. And if you look at this, Chase Elliott went from 550 to 500. He's still at 500. And, and when you say from 550, that was prior to the Daytona, Daytona 500. 500. So we got numbers up there on the screen right so now. So 
he he's only he's only come down, you know, 50 points. That's not bad. Kyle Larson's come a huge way. We said bet Kyle Larson early because it was going to come down. But I'm going to say the same thing I said last week when you weren't here, but with, with Vinny, Alex Bowman, William Byron. Yeah, you missed the boat on 24 to 1 and 47 to 1. But 12 to 1 on those two boys is still a great number. It Vice is. Vice versa, <laughs> Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I talked about, I mean, Chase Elliott was obviously the favorite to win if you go just by the numbers. But Kevin Harvick at plus five seventy five, along with Kyle Larson at the beginning of the year, was the second favorite. Now Kevin Harvick's twelve to one. If you still think Kevin Harvick is not going to have this se- this bad season the whole way, remember five fifty package a lot in the playoffs, including Phoenix. Kevin Harvick twelve to one. Now is the time to jump on it. Well, and the one thing that you can overcome in the playoffs without playoff points, the one way to do it win. is win. And so we certainly know that Danny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick are capable winning of going week, out there and winning any week at any racetrack. Those, those playoff races go right into their wheelhouse. Well, so, I mean, think think about this. Where are we going to end the first round of the playoffs? At Bristol. At Bristol. Both of those guys are terrific at Bristol. No, it's it's a – you definitely – we talked last week, futures guys. you got to know how to look at futures, and you got to know how to hedge your future. You know, if you had if you had a guy early and you want to want to hedge that bet a little bit, you can back yourself into you know different ways. Vinny did a great job explaining it last weekend. If you want, go back to the podcast and go back to the deal and and look at what Vinny was talking about because he really explained well how you can hedge your bet with championship odds versus races and go back and forth on it. But Kevin Harvick, now if you I, right now is the time to jump on Kevin Harvick. Right now is the time still to jump on Bowman and Byron, even though you missed their good time. And it's still a time to jump on Chase Elliott, if, if, in my opinion. We've also got some longer odds for some of the guys that have already locked into the playoffs, too. Ryan Blaney is now at 18 to 1. Kurt Busch is 25 to 1. Um, and then we got some others. Christopher Bell, who is running better, 30 to 1. Eric Almarola, 35 to 1. Um, I think the only guy that is not on that list that's locked in right now is Michael McDowell. Um, he is not. That, that we don't have a, an odd on. But, uh, you know, do you, do you look at any of those guys and say, Man, is it worth rolling the dice? I mean, uh, take Kurt, for example. You know he's going to run well at Talladega. He's won at Las Vegas. In fact, he's proven his mile-and-a-half program has dramatically improved. we got a number of those races on the schedule. I mean, is he a guy worth throwing 10 bucks down because you could win $250? Possibly. I mean, here's the way I look at it, something like this. You're going for a full long shot. I look at this deal, and I go, okay, you take a look at that Matt Benedetto. And I just talked about that 550 package. Now, one thing about NASCAR fans, they may not understand how to do odds really well, but they understand their race teams. And they know that that 550 package, that them Fords at, at uh, New Hampshire, last 550 package race, seven of the top ten Fords. We've been saying how dead the Fords are. Then they come out and dominate that package. Why is that important? The playoffs. What is it, ten races in the playoffs? Ten, yeah, ten, ten, ten races. Places in the races in the seven playoffs. of the ten races, 550 package. Are the short tracks going to matter? Yes, absolutely. Because they've proven that package matters. They've proven that their motor package works better with that. That even what little arrow matters at those places, it matters. So you take a guy like Matt Benedetto in a Penske Ford. Not in right now, but if he gets in, do you think he's still going to be 100 to 1? Oh, no. No. chance. So you have three more weeks to get on, on, a, on a Matt Benedetto and a Ford. You got three more weeks to get on an Austin Dillon and an 80. Just in case... Something may happen with those guys. You throw a little bit down on them. And it's a way to 
guarantee that you got some action if that matters in the end. Five bucks gets you a good return on that. So now is the time to look at some of those guys and say, yes, I'd, I'd, put, I'd put five, ten bucks on Matt Benedetto right now, absolutely. Well, I think it's going to be really interesting to see if we can get a couple of upsets in there. And, and uh, you know, when you, win, you upset, you pull an upset in the first or second round of the playoffs, and then you're, 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 you're in. in. You're in all the way to the week before the, yeah, the final you race. To, you don't have to sweat them last couple races. I mean, that's what Joey Logano did a couple years ago during the big three thing. Won that first race and sat back and said, I'll see you guys in Homestead. Yeah, and that's the way to go. All right, so let's talk. Uh, let's move on to Indianapolis. We're going to run on the road course at Indy for the first time. We I think we ra- started racing about, what, 1994 yep. on, the, on the Oval at Indianapolis. So this is going to be a change. The Xfinity Series has raced there. They raced there last, last year. year. Put on an unbelievable Great race between, race. I think it was Chase Briscoe, Noah Gregson, Austin Cindric. Those guys Justin were all. Justin Haley just, was right there. Justin Haley. Those guys were all packed in there. The, the course itself. Uh, it's 14 turns. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a fairly long course, but it's not like a Road America long. Very similar to probably what we're seeing in Charlotte and in Daytona on the road courses we've run there. Um, it's an 82-lap race. It's going to be a total of 200 miles. Um, what Runs the opposite direction. Opposite direction. So you'll see the cars going backwards down on, the, front on the front straightaway, straight if you will. They'll be coming from turn one going toward turn four, and that's when they turn in. We've got a little diagram on the screen. Have you raced that course? I have not raced the road course at Indy. Uh, that that was kind of a newer design deal that they did just for the F1, and I was not doing road courses by then. Uh, but they, it, the the fact, a lot of things go into this. Pit crew pits on the wrong side of the car again, which they're not used to doing that. They, Although it's now two weeks in a row, they did it, that it at Watkins Glen. But, but that's one of those things. It's just another little hitch in the giddy up of the boys. If you look, a couple really tight turns. That high speed turn one is is. It's a hell of a turn for stock cars. You got to go for. You're probably doing close to 185 miles an hour, and you're trying to slow down to about 60 going into that hard turn one. So I mean, a lot of difficulty here for stock cars. And last year, watch this race. If you're a smart better, go back and watch how this race played out. Guys can run well in stages and win the race. Remember, we I got burned at Sonoma when I said nobody would win stages in the race. Kyle Larson goes out yeah. and sweeps. But you look at last year, Chase Briscoe fourth in stage one. First in stage two, wins the race. You look at uh, uh, Justin Allgaier, second in stage one, second stage two, seventh in the race. You can get stage points and win there. So if you're if you're doing fantasy stuff, keep that in mind. But for the betters, there's not a lot of the strategy here. You can run the race straight. You can just flat out go and try to race this race hard. Can we compare it to Daytona or Charlotte? Or I mean, you Charlotte. don't have the high banked oval. Charlotte that you can you're compare using. It to Charlotte because it's a to use the word that I absolutely despise that you think you guys invented, roval. It's a road course on an oval, so it's very flat, no elevation change, very technical. That you know, I love the technical, very technical. You must hit these corners right. You must hit the apexes, the braking zones, the threshold, the trail. You got to drive it correctly, and that I do love. And there's a couple of long straightaways, and not only the front straightaway, but there's also one over by the golf course yep. where they're going to be racing. So there's going to be a couple of those high speed entry point turns. Okay, we'll be back on Ground Racing. We'll start breaking down the odds to win.
The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into the Beeson Studios at the South Point Hotel Casino. This is Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone with uh, our second segment of Gone Racing, where we're starting to talk about the odds to win this weekend's road course race at the Brickyard. It's going to be the first road course race for the Cup Series ever at the Brickyard. We have seen the Xfinity Series race there in the past, and we'll go right into the odds to win. No big surprise that the guy who has pretty much been the main dominant guy on road courses, uh, gosh, for the last two or three years probably. Uh, Chase Elliott is our favorite at a plus 200. Kyle Larson, who has road course wins at Sonoma, as well as Watkins Glen, the two road course staples that have been on the on the, the schedule for a number of years, a plus 350. Martin Truex Jr., who uh, another road course ace, if you will, at plus 600. Pretty big number, plus 900 on Kyle Busch, a guy who also uh, has a number of He's road strong. course wins on his his resume. Uh, Denny Hamlin is coming in at 12-1. to Christopher Bell, who won our race at uh, Daytona on the road course, comes in at 18-1. to A.J. Allmendinger making a rare appearance in the Cup Series. He and William Byron are both 20-1. to Austin Sendrick, another guy who does not run a full schedule, is uh, leading Xfinity points at 22-1. to Joey Logano at 25 to 1. Uh, Brendan, one thing that jumps out at me is that the dominance of Elliott and Larson on the road course has dramatically driven up the numbers on a guy like a Joey Logano, for example. That's a that's a huge number for a guy that's capable of winning this race. Look, here's the thing about Joey Logano. If you look at just Watkins Glen, 
one win, five top tens, last 10 races. You look at road racing, six top tens, four top fives, last 10 races. Joey Logano, is de- and this year, until last week, I pointed out, only guy with all top fives on road courses this season until he got taken out in the unfortunate incident with Brad Keselowski, who had massive brake problems and spun. 25 to 1 is an amazing number for a guy that can win this race. Now, Ford's in the 750 package, maybe, but how about it just drove up Kyle Busch? Kyle Busch, you know, time out here, guys. Kyle Busch is, is super good at Watkins Glen. He's got eight top 10s. In the last 10 races and he in a finished, win. finished, what, fourth? He finished fourth this last weekend week. yep. at, uh, at at Watkins Glen. Thank you. I'm sitting there going, where the heck were we? So Kyle Busch at plus 900. Martin Truex, until Chase Elliott's dominance, we were saying, oh, my God, how great Martin Truex Jr. has become at road racing, right? Well, now you end up with Martin Truex Jr. at a plus 600. There's some great numbers on the favorites. The chalk has good numbers to win this race. No question. And now, now look at some of the odds to the, some of the, what I'll say, long shots. Kevin Harvick, 28 to 1. Alex Bowman, 30. Ryan Blaney and Chase Briscoe, 35. I mean, just going down that list, it's amazing to me when I look at some of these guys. Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick, Brad Keselowski, and Kurt Busch, 40 to Listen, 1 to win. Brad Keselowski is based off of recent uh, deals. Last 10 road course races, three top 10s. Brad, Brad, we used to think of Brad as a great one. Now he's slipped. Kevin Harvick, twenty-eight to one. Yeah, but he's just—he's look. Kevin's running good, but only one top five in ten races in the last ten road courses. Well, well but I, I think the point is the the Larsons and the Elliots are driving, driving their numbers up. up. Yes, they're it, driving it, these prices up. Absolutely. Larson and Elliott sail it off into turn one and end up in a tire barrier early on in the race, and somebody's going to win with a big number. Christopher Bell and. Kyle Larson, they get into it with each other and they take each other out. But Kyle Larson still managed to win the race. But what I'm saying is, if you know if that happened, it can happen easily between Chase, Kyle, and and a Chase, uh, 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 Christopher Bell, any of those guys, you could have a, a a scenario where they take each other out and you do get a Martin Truex at 900, 600. You can get some big numbers here on the win. It, it's they're there. These guys have driven those numbers way up on the rest of the field. Well, now let's take a little glance at our top threes. They're going to obviously mirror the top five of the, the wins. But we got two guys now in negative numbers. <laughs> Chase Elliott is minus 220. 220. Kyle Larson is minus 105. And there's really not even a big return on Martin Tricks Jr. at plus 160. The numbers get a little bit better when you get to Kyle Busch at plus 240, who I think is certainly one of the guys that could get a top three. And then you're going down Denny Hamlin, 320. Christopher Bell at 500. Almondinger, 550. William Byron, 650. There's that guy again, Joey Logano, plus 800. 800. And then uh, Austin Sendrick, plus 950. Uh, I think the one that I like in there is Joey Logano at plus 800. I love that. For a top three because some of his finishes have not really been of his own doing, especially like last week at Watkins Glen. You know, like I told you, let's take his last 10 road races. Take out last week at Watkins Glen where he had the bad day, where he got wrecked by, you know, on an accident. Second, second, third, fourth. That's what I mean. I, I like that number. I think that's a I think that's a fantastic number on a guy like Joey Logano. So I mean, if you're going to go look for a long shot in there, there's a great one. I think that's a great long shot to look for right there. And and it's not it it's not hard for him to get a top five out of that, top three out of that. All right, we'll be back on Gone Racing. We'll finish breaking down the top threes.
Welcome back to Gone Racing in segment three. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. We're talking about the odds to finish in the top three at the road course race this weekend at the Brickyard. We've kind of went through the guys that are the favorites. Now let's look at some of the long shots. Uh, Kevin Harvick is a plus 900. Alex Bowman plus 950. Ryan Blaney, Chase Briscoe, 11 to ding, 1. Ding, ding, ding. You like that one. Ross Chastain and Tyler Reddick and Brad Keselowski and Kurt Busch, all 13 to 1. Matt DiBenedetto, 20 to 1. And Michael McDowell, 25 to 1. Uh, sounds like you really like that Chase Briscoe. How did 11 Chase Briscoe do last weekend? He finished in the top 10. He got fifth in stage two and finished, finished in ninth, right? Who's the only guy to win in a stock car on the road course at Indianapolis? Chase Briscoe. 30 laps led, fourth and first in two stages. Very comfortable there. Very, and, um, and and he was racing not against – he was racing against Austin Sindrick, who is they, – they had a hell of a battle. Austin led 20 of the laps. He led 30. You had a great battle in the end, if you remember, with think, Justin Haley, Noah, Noah Gregson. Gregson. I think with Almondinger and, and, and Dinger was right there with him. So. They all – it was a heck of a battle. So it wasn't like he was in a, in a short field with a bunch of scrubs. He was absolutely the guy to get. Well, wait a second. I'm not saying he has to win, but 11 to 1 for a top three, it's worth it. No, I'm with you there. Worth it. I'm with you there. I think that's definitely a guy to look at there. I'm not so sure I'm ready to bet him, but I would agree with you. That I think that's a good one to look uh, betting at. Betting him to win, I think, is a whole other story. Betting him to win is, is a much more difficult task, but like I said, also, the seven, this is the, the 750 package that the Fords haven't been quite as strong on. So that makes me pull back a little bit on this, but. I do believe that road racing, and you've heard me say this before, takes finesse. And, and this is a track like a Road America that needs proper driving. Chase Briscoe knows how to do it. All right. I'm with you. All right. Let's take a little look at our head-to-heads. You said you really like some, some of those in there. There There's are some, some fun. Fun, fun ones in there. Um, I think the first thing that just blows me away is the fact that Kyle Larson is getting 130 against Chase Elliott head-to-head. Um, <laughs> You know, now don't get me wrong. I do think Chase Elliott is the favorite. Absolutely, but, but that's a pretty good number on Kyle Larson. And there's some other huge numbers that some terrific drivers have against Chase Elliott. Martin Truex Jr. is a plus 160. Kyle Busch a plus 175, and Denny Hamlin a plus 190 against Chase Elliott. Uh, other big numbers on our head-to-head matchups: Denny Hamlin going plus 155 against Kyle Larson's minus 175. Denny also a plus 120 against Martin Truex Jr. at minus 140. So there's some pretty good numbers out there on some really good drivers. No, there's some great numbers out there. And and I look at that right off the bat. I said to Denny Hamlin. I mean, look, Denny Hamlin hasn't won. I get it. We've been talking about that. But Hamlin, six top five, seven top tens, last ten races. He's on a hot streak of just running well. Going up against Kyle Larson, won two of our last three road races. I get it. I'm throwing out a, a, hefty, a hefty deal there. But it just takes one mistake. You know, for plus 155, that's a that's a good deal on a head to head match. That's just it, it'll pay you better than his top three number almost. Just well, for head-to-head. and I think this is a, a perfect example of where the new starting lineup formula certainly well, is beneficial to some of these guys because but they're, they're qualifying this week. They have practice and qualifying. Oh, that's right. We have a new track, so they do have to qualify. So we don't have nope. Larson and Elliott guaranteed to be on the front no, row. No, and, so and that that's could... one thing that we, get, we we didn't start out with a show saying. If you're a better, you have practice and qualifying this week. You can wait right now. Wait a couple minutes. Let them get practice in. Let them get qualifying in. And you'll definitely see some numbers move. Take advantage of the ones that you think might move the bad way. Take advantage of others that you think might move in the right way. So who is Mr. Happy this week? Kyle Busch, right? 
He gets practice. He gets, pra- oh, he gets practice. Ooh, my theory. Oh, Kyle, Kyle ooh. Bush gets practice. I forgot Kyle about Bush is happy. Ooh, See? I might have, hold on. I might have to change my picks real quick. <laughs> professor, ready. professor gone is now. Professor uh, gone now. Listen, my theory was holding true, dude. Kyle Bush won one of them weeks that he had those races. He was finishing top three every week when we were saying Kyle Bush was doing this. Those practices, qualifying, brought him back up. Um, up yeah, yeah. Right, and that's and I think that's that's sort of important. I mean, me. for these guys, you remind me. I'm 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 looking. Let's let's get to them groups so I can find my Kyle Bush in a group. Anything else jump out at you in the driver head to heads there? Would you want? Yeah. Would you take a Chase Elliott on the don't line and try to win big money? Or I just don't think you bet against Chase Elliott on any road course. I, no here's matter the thing: what. if you bet the don't line, you have good return. Normally, if you bet a don't line head to head, you're going to get a one fifteen, a one twenty. You know, maybe, but you got a plus one thirty, plus one sixty, plus one ninety. You know, if so, if you did the don't side with Chase Elliott, there's at least large returns for betting him. But you're going after a man that in ten races, you ready for this? I mean, we never. I've given you everybody else's stats. Let me give you Chase Elliott. Ten road races, eight top fives, six wins. The only two that he didn't was the Daytona road course where he wrecked himself and took himself out after leading 44 laps. Spun into turn one on his own. I remember. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And the only other non-win. I remember in Charlotte one year he crashed, crashed and still came still back came and back won to the win. race. And the only other win was when he blew a motor at Sonoma in 2019. And he's got a couple of second places in here this year already. He uh, finished second at Sonoma and at so Watkins Glen this year. If you take out those two Finishes of 37th and 21st. Take those out. Do eight races. First, 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 second, first, second. I mean, so forget the top five stuff. You're basically rooting for him to blow a motor. Right. So forget the top five stuff. He's finished in the top two Two. if he's finished. Yes. Yes. That's pretty amazing. I mean, that's just. Uh, That's stupid sick. That's that's that's, uh, That's otherworldly. I've never seen that in any form of racing. Not only the toughest form of racing in America. It's incredible. All right, you want to move on to get our group started? Well, in because this I want to find Kyle Bush. Show me where Kyle Bush is. Give me Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush. You, oh, you want to know what group Kyle, Kyle Bush. Bush is in? Well, you're not going to have to look very far because he's in Group A. Uh, Ooh, it's 400. Oh, at a plus 400. Go. But look at who he's up against now: Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, and Martin Truex Jr. So, can I get a sharpie to mark this in? Can I get a sharpie? I need yeah. a sharpie. To mark See, this Brendan in. is conflicted sharpie. now. This, yeah. I, not conflicted. I ain't conflicted. Okay. He thinks he's going Kyle Bush. That's fine. But I tell you, let's. 400. All right, but let's look at this group A for a second. The fact that you can get Chase Elliott on a plus line to me in a group, because, you know, you know, we've had a few weeks this year where a guy like Chase Elliott, they wouldn't even put him in a group on a road course. I can't believe they put him in a group. Plus 155. Now, remember, he's minus what? 220 for a top three? Minus 220 for a top three. But he's plus 155 to win a group. He's also plus two hundred to win the race. And if, if you, you think ask he's going me, to win the race, the guy, the, the winner of this race, I believe, is coming out of Group A. So, so right there tells you you're getting a better return. You either pick him to win, or you pick him to win this. You don't pick him for a top. Don't three. Don't pick him for a top three. You have a plus one fifty five, but four hundred. That's a big enough number to entice me right there to jump on Kyle Bush and say. Hell yes. Well, even Martin Truex Jr. is getting a plus 375, and even Kyle Larson at a plus 265. Two I mean, drivers out of the same group? Is that a, is well, that a, you would. Well, let's put it this way. If Chase, Chase Elliott doesn't win the group and you take two drivers, then you're going to be guaranteed winning money. Well, Kyle Larson. Well, no, he's plus 265, though. If you take two drivers, you're still going to get him at plus 265. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. So you're still going to have a winner. There you go. That's a Georgetown math coming in on you over there. So. <laughs> Oh, well, he'll start making fun of the Hokies soon. We'll be right back. We'll finish up the show. 
the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Want to rewatch any part of today's show or any past show? Check us out at vsun.com slash subscribe. There are multiple other ways for you to watch. We're available on Fubo and Sling. We've partnered with iHeartMedia. You can also access vsun on your Alexa devices. For all the ways to watch and listen, go to vsun.com slash subscribe today. Jeff Motley, Brendan Gaughan, back for our final segment of Gone Racing this week, talking about the first-ever NASCAR Cup Series race on the road course at the Brickyard at Indianapolis I'm Motor Speedway. I, I'm, I'm so impressed that they... they and they, we got an earlier they, start time on Sunday, too, yep. I believe. It's going to be a 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 o'clock Eastern time start, I believe, this week. All right, we're in the group matchups. We just talked about Group A. We're going to move along to Group B. Uh, Denny Hamlin, the heavy favorite there at plus 195. But, man, pretty good numbers for on William Byron and Christopher Bell at plus 300. AJ Allmendinger plus 320. Here's my problem with betting the Dinger. The Dinger is absolutely the best road racer in that group. And he's on a he's on a real team. It's not like he's on a, a part-time team where my man Andy Lally, who's one of the greatest road racers in America, when he comes in, he's not in great equipment. College racing, they're going cup racing next year, their RCR stuff. He's in great equipment. He's got a pit crew that's full-time, so you don't have to but the problem is just the one-time shotters. It's so difficult. And you put him up against, I just said, how great Seabell, Denny Hamlin's been. Um, but Seabell, look, he still came back to finish seventh after getting spun out. Well, last and week. I was going to say, that's the guy I'm looking at yep. there in Group B. I, I like Christopher Bell a lot. I think yep. that's a good number. And notice we saw Group A in Group B, and one of the guys that we talked about earlier, he's not, he does not in a, he's not in a group this week, Joey Logano. 
Yeah. He didn't get a group this week. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay, let's take a look at group C. Alex Bowman, Austin Sendrick, and Ross Chastain all plus 270. Kurt Busch just a tick behind them, plus 275. Uh, you know, Kurt has been really good in his groups, uh, especially on road courses. Um, Sendrick is another one of those situations where I think he'll run strong early, but I'm just not sure that a, a guy that's not running full-time is, is going to get a win out here. Now, Chastain finished one spot ahead of Kurt last week at Watkins Glen, um, but I kind of you don't know. I like the long shot there. Look, Kurt or Austin Sendrick, uh, he's in Penske stuff. It's it. Th- this is a kid that's. I just don't see him being ready to compete. Th- this is Group C, so he's got a good group. It's a good group for him. But Kurt Busch has been really good. Road America, he was really good. The most technical course we've been on yet this season. That and Coda, and he was great at Coda also. So I like Kurt Busch in that group at 275. And once again, we've been saying Kurt Busch is a group winning machine. If you've been betting Kurt Busch, you've been winning money on him this year in, yeah, in the group. So he, he has been and he's strong. the dog. It's only a small dog, 275, but I like Kurt in that group. All right, let's take a look at Group D. Um, I, th- I think it's just surprising because uh, and it's not surprising because he's not capable. We just haven't seen him up that high. Chase Briscoe was a co-favorite the there favorite. with Tyler Reddick at plus 250, Ryan Blaney plus 275, and Brad Keselowski plus 320. I think what I look at and I say, are you really kidding me? You're putting Briscoe and Reddick ahead of Blaney and Keselowski. What? Keselowski has done nothing to, not in the last several road course races, to deserve to be any higher up there. Uh, Ryan Blaney's a guy you just – you never know with Ryan Blaney. I mean, he can put it all together. He does. Keep in mind, he did win that first ever road course race in Charlotte. Now, no, it took Asterix. Jimmy Johnson and Martin Tricks Jr. to Asterix. wreck. He finished third at that race, and he ended up getting to the finish line first. He got the trophy. Yes, but, he got the trophy. But guess what? What do you always say? Oh, no, no. He You've got to be in position. You've got to be in position, and he, he, he was in race. position for that one. You know, the, the only thing I look at is, you know, early in his career, uh, road race, and he was. It seems like he's faded. Let's say since then, he got that win, third, fifth, eight. But now let's look at his last six: fifteen, seventeen, ten, twenty, fourteen. He has definitely faded a little bit. And with the Fords in that package, I've been talking about. If there's a guy I'm going to jump on, it's not Ryan Blaney. Brad Keselowski, man, he was so out to lunch last weekend. You can say he's due, and there's no way he can do that two weeks in a row. But Brad has not been strong on road races in years. Well, he better fix his brake issue. Well, they better fix that. The other teams didn't have it, so that had to be a broken part. But it, it's but been it happened years four times. Uh, well, no, it's a broken part, and it just was broke yeah. the whole race. But, I mean, it, it's been a long time since he's been good. Um, he did finish fifth at the road course at Daytona this year. But, uh, you know, 19, 15, 13, 35, last couple races, uh, Brad, Brad's got to show me something before I jump back on him. In there, I'm looking at Chase – or. Uh, 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 Chase Briscoe, who we've talked about already, or even a Tyler Reddick to sneak in and beat him. But Chase Briscoe, the favorite, is my favorite in that one. All right, let's take a look at Group E. Uh, Eric Almarola, he is the favorite there at plus 260, along with Chris Busher, Cole Custer, plus 265, and Austin Dillon, plus 305. Almarola, is, he won his group last week, and he won the race at New Hampshire. Almarola might be a guy that's kind of starting to get it rolling. Yeah, look, he won his group last week. He finished 16th. Beat Chris Boucher to be to, by one spot to win the group. Austin Dillon right now, and you know I, I, Austin has, has been open about his struggles on road courses. He's had three of his career best finishes in road courses this year. His average finish this year is twelve point two on road courses. I think Austin can win this group with a nice solid twelfth, thirteenth place finish. Uh, and also, though, remember he's trying to get himself back in those points. So I think that he they're they're showing up to play. Plus three oh five, he's the dog. I like him. 
Then our last group, Eric Jones is the favorite, Group F. Eric Jones, uh, plus 235. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., plus 260. Ryan Priest, plus 270. And Bubba Wallace, a big number, plus 335. You know, I don't really see anybody that I think is an accomplished road racer in that group. Well, uh, Ryan Priest might be the guy who could surprise you a little bit, I think, So, though. Eric Jones, here's the anomaly. Remember, we talked about this at, at the Brickyard. Eric Jones had all, or at Darlington had all these great stats, but the great stats were with Joe Gibbs Racing, a better team. He had, Every place he's had good stats, he's not run as well, and that held true last weekend. He had great stats at Watkins Glen before this weekend, had a bad race. I think if you look at that group right now, I'm, I'm, Bubba, I know Michael Jordan's on the box for you last week. I know a lot of pressure. It did not go well for him. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would have won against those drivers. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., I think, would have won the last four races if you put him up against those guys I think Ricky Stenhouse Jr. not great just solid enough to beat that group to win that group I think Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is easy money and I think I'll stay out of that group don't think I'll pay picking that one this week I think that one's easy money and then our last our last odds we'd like to talk about each week are the team props to win Hendrick Motorsports with Larson and Elliott getting the big minus 180 number uh, no. Joe, Joe Gibbs racing plus 165. You really, I mean, that's Truex, that's Hamlin, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Busch, and it's Christopher Bell. Yep. Uh, it's four guys who all are capable of winning, so they're plus 165. Then a huge, huge jump to the Penske team at plus 700. Stuart Haas, 11 to 1. And one, it probably kind of sneaks in there. Colleg Racing, that's pretty much going to be A.J. Allmendinger uh, coming in there at 20 to 1, along yeah. with Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised that Colleg would be the same as Chip. Ganassi racing because I think Kurt Busch and Ross Chastain combined. What was what was AJ's odds to win the race again? I, 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 you, you, you promised there'd be no math. Yeah, no, I couldn't I have remember. To go look them up. Um, AJ was twenty to one to win the race. So College twenty to one. College twenty to one. So they basically they they basically have just taken his odds to win the race. It's one t- one car team. They put him in there to add a team to it. Uh, look, I would love the jump on the Stuart Haas thing or the Team Penske thing. Joey Logano being my favorite. Uh, and and Chase or Kevin Harvick on the other side. But I've just talked so much in this show about the 750 package with the fours. They have not been as well. So I see good top threes, top f- I see top fives, I see maybe some groups, but I don't see them winning the race. So there, the chalk is going to win. It's going to be Hendrick or Gibbs, and you're just getting nothing on them. You can get better returns picking individual drivers in top threes or groups. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. Let's, let's skip the screen. They're about to show something. Don't show it. Yeah, can, yeah. can I control my show just a little bit? Well, now it's time to talk about oh. results and picks. Now, our results going back to like last week. I was plus like 10 earlier this season. That tells you how bad. If you want to know what to do, Jeff Motley. Pick against you. D- d- absolutely. Look at my Look at my picks. And go the other way. It was a rough week for all of us last week. Um, I actually had the better week only because I picked Kurt Busch to win Group C. Still came in on a negative number. Our pit crew picked a winner with Kyle Larson to get a top three. Uh, Kept them off the minus five. Um, Brendan, I mean, look, first off, I mean, kind of some bad luck on Joey Logano there. He was having a really good run. His teammate took him out. Um, You also kind of took a little flyer there on a couple of guys that didn't work out. I got to take a flyer. Look how negative I am. I got to hit something. Well, and right now, our overall standings, I'm still in the plus side at 2.3. Can I cough over this? Is that bad radio? Our pit crew (laughs) dropped into a minus three. And I will just won't even say Brendan's minus sound, number. Sound but is sound is turning my mic off to get the cough out of the way so that they can play what it let, is. Let's just say if you take William Byron's number and go even higher and put a minus sign in front of it, but I won't say what Brendan's number 
so Motley, all those favors. So, yeah, all, well, yeah, yeah. all right, so picks for this week. See if we can do a little bit better. Um, I guess I have to go first, right? Loser goes first. Loser goes first. Okay, loser good. Goes first. good. Loser goes first. first. All right. So I am the big loser. Uh, I need some. I need some wins here, right? I, I got to start coming out. So I got to hit swing for some fences here. I'm going to start with a win, which I normally don't do, but I'm going to take Martin Truex Jr. to win the race. Uh, and here's why: I'm going to hedge later when you get to my last picks. But MTJ to win plus 900. That's a good or plus 600. That's a good number for him. I like it. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Seabell at plus 500 for a top three and Logano at plus 800 for a top three. Uh, once we've talked about it, I think those are, are decent numbers that can be had. Then I'm going to go to the groups for my last two. Uh, that is one, two, three. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, – I'm hedging. I'm taking Kyle Busch at plus 400. I just got Martin Truex to win at plus 600. I got Kyle Busch at plus 400. Either way, I pay myself back if I can get one of those two. So I like that. And then I'm going Austin Dillon. I'm going to go with my old buddy, AD3. Pick him to win Group E. I do like AD3 on that one. So come on, Austin. Let's have another good run. You've been doing really well. I'm proud of you, man. All right. We'll see what happens. Okay. I'm going to read off the pit crew picks really quickly. If I could see without my glasses on. Uh, they're taking Kyle Larson for a top three at minus Woo-hoo! 105. Kyle Larson to win Group A, plus 265. William Byron in Group B at a plus 300. And Kurt Busch in Group C, plus 275. Joey Logano over Kevin Harvick at plus 110. I like Good picks. And uh, Good my picks. picks, if you want them, I am going to be taking Joey Logano also for a top three at plus yep. 800. I am taking the Joey Logano over Kevin Harvick pick as well at the plus 110. And then I'm going into the group matchups for my others i'm taking christopher bell in group b at plus 300 kurt bush in group c at plus 275 and i'm gonna go against you in group e i'm gonna go eric Almarola at plus 260 so we've got about kurt bush kurt bush cashes tickets he does he absolutely does i like that kurt bush pick a lot so we've got just uh we only got about 10 seconds left so looking forward to a great race this weekend first time ever at the road course at the brickyard to watch And then we will see you next week. We'll break down the Brickyard, and we'll talk a little bit of Michigan. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.